Welcome back to the Ryan Report Review. Ryan is produced for and by the culture, bro. Welcome to like our little like podcast interview yes. type show. And we actually got a new name today, and it's official. We're calling it Two Black Runners. Like I could best you can. I wonder why. I wonder why. <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious and self-explanatory why we want to change it to two black runners. But like we'll get into that in a future episode. But we really just want to get into the interview just like real quick. Cause honestly, it's an honor right now. We got a bro. good one for you. We really y'all. got a good one. We got one of the best freshmen in the 2019 cross country yes, year. Sir. And he comes from Northern Arizona University, bro. And I know you guys all know NAU. NAU's a straight dynasty, N-A-U. bro. Every single N-A-U. year. Basically, in the conversation N-A-U. since the early 2000s and there's always been one key factor in that team bruh and you know it's been the fast times <laughs> and everything but it's that one black guy all the way back to Lopez Lemong then we had Jordan Chikayon and on. then we had Footsons and Asasi come on then we had Peter Lemong now we have Amdi Hamenir bro the man the myth the <laughs> legend bro holding it down for the brothers in flag bruh Amdi Hamid how are you yeah. doing bruh how's it going Hey, thanks. Thank you guys for having me, man. I'm excited. I was excited to do this. Um, yeah, man. Um, appreciate the intro, man. That was a lit intro. That intro <laughs> hey, that intro was fire right now. That was pretty good. I was getting hyped off first the intro take, right first now. Take, first take. That was the first take <laughs> intro, too. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. But, brother, yeah, man, so, it's so... I think that's pretty nice. <laughs> it's so good to have you on bro like you really have to see like you development over this past year and you're only a freshman it's pretty crazy and like we just know that your story's crazy as yeah. well but like we know we're in like a crazy time with COVID-19 and the quarantine and NCAAs being canceled so just what are just your initial thoughts and how are you passing time just like right now in this crazy time we're living in bro yeah man this yeah um this um, coronavirus thing has been crazy, uh, not just for us in the running world, but just everyone. Like the whole world is going through this, uh, yeah. this um, thing happening right now. Um, as far as for me, like uh, I just been staying low key. Um, I just took some time off from running and just been recovering and like mm. um, just the sleeping a lot. Just you know the norms, but yeah, this has definitely has changed a lot like um the past few weeks has been has been has been nothing is nothing is guaranteed no more like you don't know what's gonna happen next month next week like every day is some new coming out some new some new signs coming out some new something coming out so i've just been taking it day by day and just staying positive every day that's all you can really do i mean it definitely was a big wake-up call for the entire world and just lets yeah. us know like we're not in control like we're not in control here there's bigger things going on than just running or going to work you know mm-hmm. i mean you gotta get your tp up but, <laughs> but no it, it's definitely <laughs> been it's definitely been a crazy time but um let's like let's just go ahead let's go ahead and jump into this man. yeah bro we were like looking we were looking into your story going back and I've seen little clips from that flow track a little bit where they talked about your journey to NAU, but you have something even further back from that uh, coming to the States. Tell us a little about that, your journey just to America and how it all, how you just got, how you got here, how you ended up in Arizona, how to, where did that all start? Yeah, so yeah, um, I came to the States um, in 2006 with my family. Um, mm-hmm. um, I have four 
um, four four brothers and four sisters. I have a total oh, of seven siblings. Squad. Yeah, so big family, and I'm the second youngest. I have a little sister, and oh, we all yeah. came to the states together in 2006. And I used to. Um, I lived in I lived in New Mexico, but that was only for a short time. Like that's one of the first states we we were at, and then I and then we moved to Minnesota, and that's where I lived for a long time. Um, I oh, lived wow. there until my freshman year of high school, and then that's when I moved to Arizona and lived in Phoenix. Um, yeah, my journey to the states uh, at first wasn't the easiest, you know, because I didn't speak the language, I didn't know the culture, I didn't know yeah. what was cool, what was not. So. It took yeah. me a while, and I, I think what helped me was sports. Um, I played soccer my whole life uh, before I ran. Um, so mm-hmm. being a soccer player, you always had to have communication, especially if, if you don't yeah. speak the same language. You still had to, like, soccer, soccer is the language itself, you know? So I spoke the soccer language, and that helped me um, become friends with um, my teammates and just develop with the culture and, like, and understand the language. And, yeah, it was a long journey, but... Um, I'm grateful for it because it's taught me a lot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like all that adversity and just going through that definitely had to bring you to like this where you've gone today. But like, what was that itch that got you into running, and why are you still running now? Because you know, you, like you said, like soccer really got into mm-hmm. what you're doing in sports. But what got you into running and and on? Yeah, so um, I started um, so my my sophomore year of high school. Um, I got into a really bad car accident, like really bad. Um, I was out of school for like three months. Um, and then junior year when I came back to school, uh, I was trying to play soccer again and try to make the varsity team. And, um, yeah. and my coach had told me like, you should try this fall sport called cross country. And he's like, it's mm-hmm. a good way to get conditioning and it's a good way to like build your endurance so you can come back to soccer and you're healthier. And I was like, that's a great idea. And my soccer coach, was also my cross country coach, so it wasn't okay. it wasn't that big of a Seamless. change for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then um, I remember my first race actually was here in Flagstaff. That was the first oh, race yeah. ever I had was here in Flagstaff, and I got third place. And then he looked at me and was like, "Yeah, we're not doing soccer no more." <laughs> he's <laughs> like, we're gonna, "We're gonna take this serious." He's like, "This," he's like, "Like just you running naturally, you have natural form." And he's like, "This is your first 3K ever, and you run like." Um, yeah, I think I ran like 17, 25 or something like that. And it was up here in Flagstaff. So I was just, yeah. and it, I hated it. I hated it. I wanted to quit after that day. I was like, yeah, <laughs> no, nah, I'm not doing this. He's he's over here hyped because I got third. But I'm like, that's I got third in the GD like, race. <laughs> and yeah, 17 yeah. minutes. But I thought, I knew like, I didn't like know much about running at that time. So I thought that was really good. And he thought it was really good. But me, I, I was still feeling the pain, so I was like, I don't know, what are you talking about? As soon as I go to Phoenix, I'm, not, I'm, I'm giving back my uniform. <laughs> Dude, but, definitely uh, in that altitude, that's, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah, it was rough. Like, my nose was hurting, my throat was hurting. Like, what is this place? And like, I've never been to Flagstaff, so like, when we come up here, when, when you drive up from Flagstaff to Phoenix, you feel like you're in a different state. It doesn't even feel mm-hmm. like the same. Like, yeah. Flagstaff is all got trees and stuff, and Phoenix is like a desert. Is like it's dry, yeah. but yeah. So um, he um, he talked to me a lot more and was like, "No, I'll be. I think you can be really good at this." And my junior, I was a little hard headed, so I was like, "Nah, I don't want to do it." And um, so I, I did um, track junior year, and track was all right. Um, still, I wasn't taking it serious. I'd like come to practice whenever I wanted and stuff like that. But then. Um, 
the summer the summer going into my senior year I had I had come up here again he told me to uh, my coach my high school coach was like yo there's a um, cross-country camp in Flagstaff um, if you're interested in I'll pay for you you can just come and enjoy the weekend in Flagstaff and I had liked Flagstaff a lot because it's just dope vibe yeah. here like it's really nice good weather especially in the summer I would do anything to get away from the Phoenix heat so I, uh, I decided to come to the camp and then at that camp I met coach Smith and at that time he was still at Georgetown but it was like like two months later he got hired at NAU mm-hmm. um that's when he had uh when they won their first title but that's where I first met coach Smith and uh when we first met it, it was just like a coach and a camper and that was it you know he was cool but mm-hmm. he always used to tell me like yo like if you take if you take this serious like you can be really good and from that camp coming back from that camp I was just so motivated I was I want to be a really good runner. I want to see what I can do. So I took that cross-country season seriously. I just started um, listening to my coach. I ran the days he told me to run and stuff like that. And we came out with a cross-country title in, um, in D1 for, for my last senior year. And then that really that really just opened up the gates with coaches, schools, and everything. Dang. So I'm guessing NAU is just on the top of that list with, with Mike, like basically inspiring you to really go after it and that kind of like just speaks to how he seamlessly fit into the NAU program and you guys just continue to win titles with him there too so Mm -hmm. that's pretty that's pretty awesome what is like does he have like any type of like sayings or what what makes him what makes him like such a good coach yeah honestly he feels like I honestly he feels like Phil Jackson to me right now (laughs) or like Phil Jackson or even like he's he's more like Steve Kerr I would say right now the way that he got onto this NADU team and really just brought him to the promised land bro he got on the team and now you all winning back after like titles title title like what really sets him apart like now, for a coach, Smith is the goat, man. He, uh, it's just uh, his approach to running. Like, um, to be honest with you, if I can tell you, like, ninety percent of my conversation with Coach Smith is not about running. Like, mm. we just be talking about life. We be talking about general, general things, and he's just a cool dude, you know. Um, he, um, and he knows so much about the sport, like so much. Like, he's studying all the time, finding new things, and every. Like every time we've, I've I've been under Coach Smith's training, it, uh, it's like the type of training that pushes you, like that brings the best out of you. And like, he always reminds you like, um, that it's, like everything is for you. Like you should have your own motivation. You should have your own drive. And it's just the way he approaches it. And he, he, he looks at it, the physical and the mental part. You know, the mental part, sometimes people overlook it because they think it's not that important. With Coach Smith's training, you we do a lot of mental training. Like in the middle of like the workouts and stuff, he's t- constantly telling you the right things during the workouts, during the race. Because he don't really tell us much actually during the race because he does everything during practice and stuff. Yeah. So when we get to the races, it's really like it's, it's the fun part. It's like the, the part mm-hmm. where you can show off and you know go crazy. And um, so that's I think that's what sets him apart from a lot of coaches. It's just like. His approach to running is completely different from anybody I saw. And to be honest, I, ha- I didn't really get good coaching in high school. Like, my high school coaches were like, they're all right. They're like, they're, they're like beginners just like me. So it was like, yeah. it was fun. I feel like that's what helped me in high- succeed in high school well because I had coaches that serious. were like willing to try new things. And likewise with Coach Smith, like just talking, if you want to do this, you can do this. And he'll always work with you. And yeah, he, he's just a good guy in general, man. He, he just really under down to earth really understanding good dude 
Yeah, I seem like I feel like that will always make a good coach, someone yeah. that actually cares about you and someone that's actually a good person, mm-hmm. like a genuine yeah. good yeah. person and has for respect real. for you as an athlete yeah. and as a man. That's mm-hmm. you can't really ask much more for that. Yeah. But then also like speaking on like before you even got to NAU when you graduated from high school, we know that your journey from there was even a little bit even more unorthodox when you got there. Just talk about that real quick. Yeah, so like when I when I got out of high school, um, like my 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 beginning years of high school weren't the best. Um, I wasn't the best student, the best kid. Um, I had a lot of grade issues. Um, that I suffered during my senior year. My junior and senior year were really good, but it was just like those two first years where yeah. I wasn't on top of my schoolwork and stuff that really um came back to bite me my senior year. So when I got to my senior year, thank God I was able to graduate um, high school. But I still didn't have the credits and like the requirements to um, go to university my first year. So I went to, I uh, came up here um, with the mindset of knowing like I want to run for NAU in um, mm-hmm. in two years. And so I just grinded my ass out, um, stayed in school, got my grades up. And it was really like, it was really a test to myself because I really like, I really told myself like, if I can get through this two years, then like, like there's a lot of things that there's like nothing is gonna yeah. be able to stop me after this. Like, cause those two was those two first those two years were were really hard. Like, um, I didn't have nobody to train with, like few people, but like not like I couldn't train with the team or anything. I was really on my own, so it was it was tough. But um, I would do it again because it's worth it now. Like the position I'm in now, the things I'm doing now, like I'm grateful for it. Yeah, and I always say this, like, I mean, our brother David went to a JC, Josh is at a JC right mm-hmm. now, but that adversity, adversity just builds character, and it's really, like, it's corny, but what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger, True. and that's, that makes you from, from the beginning in your family, you see, I mean, I know you have a strong family, like, their journey coming to oh, yeah. the United States of America, yeah. having to move around mm-hmm. like that, getting in a car accident, recovering, and then going yeah, and winning crazy. a title, and cross country like all that yeah. adversity and then after that you're like yes i finally made it and then you got to go to the cc and yeah. then you make so like all of that like I've, I've always seen i like to study like greatness from people and stuff and they always have like some type of journey if you don't have any adversity in your life i don't know how you're gonna really test yourself or like push yourself get to that ultimate level and like i was wondering exactly. too like like who's like the like the biggest inspiration like in your life like throughout these years and how have you been able to like to over, overcome all this like what's like your go who's your go-to that you talk to or and who's like really just inspiring you to get to that to get to the level that you are right now yeah like if, if i can give all the credit of the good things in me and the per- person that inspires me the most the person i call when i'm happy when i'm sad when i'm mad no matter what is my mom like my mom, she's my rock. Like I love her to death. I'm a mama's boy. <laughs> so hey, I call my mom I every day, uh, uh-huh. every day. But my mom is like that person, um, and she's the person that she's the one I get like the um, that um, that toughness from, like the the ability to be patient, the ability to know, like you know, there's good that can come from struggles. You know, every every yeah. struggle there's a sunshine at the end. And my mom always yeah. preached that to me growing up as a kid. So when like there's times where in my life where i was in the best sense but like now like i always want to like be make sure like i pay her back for like the past and like show her like i'm better uh, i'm like more solid i i uh 
I want to. I just want to pay her back for what all she's done for me. So, and she's yeah. she's she, she's a humble lady. She always tells me, you know, like focus on this. Like she 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 loves me running and stuff, and she knows how good it is. But she always reminds me and humbles me and tells me like, yeah, all that running stuff is cool, but just remember get your school work done because school is gonna mm-hmm. be the one that's gonna pay your bills, not running. Because running is not guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, she, my mom is definitely my person that I go to for everything. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. So after, you know, those two years of training, training on your own and just working to get onto that NAU team, you finally get there and you get onto a championship squad. It just won three yeah. championships in a row. Something not like one, not, not two, two, not three. Oh, wait, three. Something we hadn't seen in the NCAA in a long time. Yeah. And you guys just keep bringing in like great talent. So many fresh freshmen, uh, Drew Bosley, Brody Hasty, Brody Hastings, ones that come Theo, Theo Theo, Clops. Yeah, yeah. So you get here and you come in like, you've just been through a lot. So you're like, what's up? Let's get it. And you're in a position to where you can really affect the team. Uh, How did it feel being being a part of that? What was your mindset just coming on to NAU? Um, Yeah, I was excited, you know, and I knew what we had and what we could do. So I was just excited and I wanted to contribute as much as I can. Like, my part was like, yeah, people gonna be looking at me as a freshman, but I don't feel like a freshman. I was like, I need to, I need to run like a, like I've done this before. And that's what my mentality was. I was like, I was just excited to race and excited to get back. Like it's been, I think it was at, before, before I ran this cross country season, it was like three years, two years before I ran my last cross country season. So it was a long time. Damn. And cross country is like one of my favorite seasons. Like. I, I, I think I prefer cross country more than track if it's like he's so bug. But cross country is like, I love cross country. It's, it's hard, you know? It brings the best, the best, the best, the best of the best. So, yeah, I was just eager to come in and contribute as much as I can. And then could you like speak on like that first race that you guys came out to, what, the one at the Laverne Gibson Championship cross country course, like you guys scored 31 points as a team and what you guys yeah. had three freshmen in the top five and like you all showed that. out you showed out and got fifth place bro like what was that like being from like being on the line then going to the finish like what was that experience and what first cross-country race in two three years bro oh man i like that race i was really really nervous i was really mm. nervous because it's uh it was a terrible course so um i've heard a lot about that course and we're racing at that point it was like the hype between us and Stanford mm-hmm. and um it was just so much talk coming into it and I was I was, it was like for me it's like you haven't had cross-country races so long but I knew I had good training because I'd done really good summer training and and I, a lot of us on the team at that point our legs were heavy because we're still in high mileage yeah. and we weren't like feeling fresh it was like and coach did that on purpose you know it was early on to the season where you want to you still want to, you don't want to feel fresh yet. You still got, you, November is the, really the time where you want to feel ready to go. So I, w- I was nervous. Plus, I didn't feel like, oh, man, I'm not ready. And, like, it was, like, the first times like, seeing Coach Smith's training and how it works and stuff. So it was, like, I was scared, to be honest. That's the one word I can describe that, uh, that uh, going into that race. Mm-hmm. But my teammates and all my guys, they just older, our leaders, they came up and reminded me, yo, you've done the training. Just believe in it and run for your boys. Run for your boys. And that's what we go by here. So that race, it was just like a lot of like, like Brody hadn't raced in a while. Theo hadn't raced in a while. I hadn't raced in a while. So 
it's like a bunch of people like a bunch of folks that like are hungry to come back and show what they show what they got so going out there like i didn't expect we were gonna like score 31 points and i didn't yeah. expect us to go through i think it was three but uh, yeah we got third and like yeah we just like it was like three four five six and i was crazy like i was blown away but that that one that one showed us like that really got us excited about the whole season and what we can do. That's dope. And then you guys moved on to Nettycomb Invite, and you guys balled out again. You had a mm-hmm. ninth place finish. You guys win again with 51 points. And again, three freshmen in your guys' top five. So we're like, bruh, they're the, they're the Warriors. They just keep on adding <laughs> yeah, to the senior. It's like, Golden State. Like, bruh, it's Golden. getting ridiculous. Golden, bro. Going into that, how, were you just a little bit more comfortable at that point too? Was it more expected to like finish up that high? Um, yeah, going into Nettycombe was a lot more comfortable, a lot more comfortable because um, I've done a, I, I was doing a lot. I, I already got one race um, in, and um, and I think between uh, Nettycombe, between John McNichols and Nettycombe, we had a month break, mm. um, so we put in a lot of training at that point, and. And then we were just barely easing off after Nutty Comb, so like, so it felt good, like coming into Nutty Comb, like we felt really good, we were excited, we were pumped, and um, we were just like, yeah, let's get out there and um, do what we can. And it was exciting because we put Drew in the lineup that day too, so oh, it was like, out. it was like, okay, Drew is in here and Drew is going, and Drew, man, oh, that kid is, that kid is something else, man. I, I, can, I can go on about that kid, but he, you're real, you're a real monster. <laughs> so having June in our lineup and um, just just excited to come back. And I haven't raced at Nuttycombe either. Theo hasn't raced there. Um, um, no, Brody didn't run there. Um, Drew didn't run there. I mean, Drew didn't race there. So it was like a bunch of us like that haven't had the Nuttycombe experience. Mm-hmm. Just excited to um, race and do well. And then from moving on to Nuttycombe, like the next biggest race was like uh, regionals because you guys just like blew through conference. I think most of most of your guys didn't even run there. And you guys went to regionals. Yeah. You guys showed up at regionals, did y'all thing. Then going to the NCAA cross country championships, that's when like the real pressure got on the biggest race of the year. Also going into nationals, did you have any individual goals for yourself or what was your mindset personally? Were you just all American? Was that the only goal, or just finish as high as possible? Yeah, um, definitely my number one goal is to contribute as much as I can and make sure I do my part in um in um in us um um succeeding. But um, yeah, I for me individually, I had all American. I wanted to be all American, but I also wanted to finish like in the top twenty. Um, mm-hmm. and then and then the biggest thing was like make sure like I'm helping the team and don't be selfish you know I can't be thinking about finishing top 20 and then uh but then I go out in top 20 and then I die and then my team suffers so I really had to yeah. be like cautious of it because nationals is where like the excitement where in the beginning the first 5k some people are just super excited and they're up front and then that last that last that last 5k you can easily die so that was in my head where I was like I just gotta be conservative and like save my energy and just make sure I'm helping the team and I feel like I did that in the right way how would you compare your like you know you're saying that first race you felt like super nervous you were just like I haven't been here before how how did you feel that first race compared to the championship on the line 
Yeah, the nationals was I was scared of shit too. <laughs> nationals was like it was nervous. I was nervous as hell. Like there's just a lot more people at nationals compared to John yeah. Nichols, and it was like the same course, but just like feel like it was a lot of people like everywhere. Like so, and it was loud as hell. Like, I remember like running by the some of the crowds, just people screaming in your ear and. Yeah, definitely the just that um, atmosphere and the environment was so much different compared to the first race and the championship mm. race. But as far as like my yeah, I think I was way more nervous of na- uh, in nationals just because it was nationals. Um, but when the race started, like all the nerves and stuff go away, and you just you know like yeah. you gotta jump and you gotta finish. Yeah, once that gun goes off, usually all those nerves go away, and it's really just like who's in front of me. Make sure no exactly. one passes me, and let's get across that line to get this money. Yeah. But really, no, like surprisingly, like unfortunately, you guys didn't have the race that you guys really wanted to at nationals. I, I think we just looked up. You finished thirty third in the race. You're number two on the team. And like, how was it just the feeling like when you first just like crossed the line and you guys found out the results? Like, what was like the first feeling going through? What was the first thing going through your mind? Uh, the first thing was like, where's my teammates? Like. I just wanted to find my uh, find my teammates and us all of us uh, to be together, and that's what we did. Uh, we just huddled up um, um, right after everybody crossed the line, and at that point, you can kind of know because like because of the places some people finish and stuff like that, you can kind of know like, yeah. damn, I don't know if we I don't know if we won or not. So and then I remember just our um, George uh, George Beamish, our our senior, just hugged us mm-hmm. all and was like, no matter what. Like you guys made this the best season, and like it's like no matter what, don't let this uh, just don't let this one result define us and define our season. Like we did, we did something incredible this season, and always keep your head up. And we made sure to go congratulate BYU when because they see they've seen us um, celebrate the past three years and go yeah. crazy and have fun. And they always every single time they've come and congratulated us and um, showed respect, just like um, true champions do. And we did the same thing to them. Just went, congratulated them, and then went to our team tent. Um, tent, and even though we found out we finished second, and to be honest, I thought it was worse than second. So just seeing mm-hmm. that we finished second, like you can't complain. Like being finishing yeah. second in the country, like there's only one team that can be disappointed about that, and it's NAU. So True. it's still a blessing to be able to finish second. But I think, yeah, that 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 um that loss really um created a fire in, in all of us to. Um, to go crazy during indoors. And y'all, y'all did go crazy. Y'all were going crazy yeah. during indoor. First off, you guys started on at that mild time trial, like the at the NAU like all comers, and you guys, yeah. you guys went off like your milers. And then later on, you went on, you you got the standard in the five k, correct? Mm-hmm. And then what Tyler Day, what he ran like 13, 14 or something in the yeah, 5K indoors. Yeah, that was yeah, like broke like that the crazy. Yeah, you guys were going like crazy. But then the real like terrible thing about indoors looked like y'all were all gonna have like really great showings and in the year was that it got canceled, bro. Like how yeah. was that experience to be in Albuquerque, New Mexico? When it and happened. then it's every like basically the whole world shut down and you were at like one of the main places where like it shut down for like yeah so like it, it all felt normal going to ncaa's we we actually drove because um albuquerque is only four hours from us so we were driving and it was all normal like we didn't think i thought ncaa's was still on and then we start hearing the news about the nba players getting coronavirus and then next morning the nba season got canceled and you can kind of just feel it creeping in like 
and then we were like one of the um one of the, one of the, like the last teams to go pre-meet um thursday and um when we went to go pre-meet um you can just tell the vibe as soon as we came in like you can tell people everyone on their phones everyone eager to see what's going on and then in the middle we just went for a run and then came back doing drills and then we did like two strides and i remember one of the flow track guys coming up and saying yes he's just canceled and he said outdoors is canceled too and we're like what i was shocked but like i i just felt i just felt it for the seniors like there was a lot of schools there and there's just like a lot of emotions going on with the seniors and the people that i like, was their first time making it and like yeah my heart just went out to them and i just felt bad for them but yeah it was it was a sad day that day and we went back home the same day because we had to get back so after you guys find out that ncaa's is canceled you guys go back to flagstaff and just like everyone else in the world just trying to figure out what's next you're always hearing conflicting stuff on the news but i hear there's a rumor going on that your boy luis grava yeah, yeah hold up we need to talk about this bro wait hold on yeah, hold this, on this dude went to the went to the so dome and sky dome right now what a 402 in 9,000 feet bro what's it's, going what's yeah, going on over here bro? With that? this man went super saiyan <laughs> yeah, on the track <laughs> Louis, Louis the goat man. Louis crazy. Uh, yeah, he hit up. He hit all of us up that day, asking us if like if we wanted to work out or time trial. And like a few of us were just not into it. Like me, I was just like, I was like, nah. Like this, I'm feeling. I was. I wasn't feeling it that day. But um, he had. He went out. He was like, nah. If nobody's gonna do it. I'll go do it. And he went out there, and then he had Theo Quack face him um, through um, I think 1200. No, a thousand or like 800 or something like that. But yeah, and he ran four too. Like that's no cap. Like he really did that. Wait, and this yeah, was no cap. Nope. This is like the same day you guys drove back, or the next no, no, day. No, no, it's like two days after. Okay, days after. that's still cr that's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. What does bro. that convert to? Shoot, what? That's, is that, uh, is that under three? Wow, damn. Man, yeah, you let these kids. Yeah, man, that's that's I wild. Think, if if it was like a, if it was an official race, I think he would have gotten the dome record because um, oh, I think okay. Diego holds the uh, um, old record. I think he ran like four hundred six or four hundred four or something like that. But wow, at least four hundred two. That's like in the in the sky dome, bro. That's that's crazy. And he said like everyone. I wasn't. I, I didn't go there to watch, but everyone was saying it, didn't, it looked easy. He didn't even look like he was. It was hard for him. Uh -huh. Like after after he ran, he was just like, oh, that was easy. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. And I knew Luis was fit, though. Going into NCAA, mm -hmm. I knew he was really fit and he was really excited to make that happen. And could you talk about, like, on just your other teammates real quick? Like, who, well, like, who's, like, your, like, go-to, like, teammate, bro? Like, who's, like, because it seems like you guys are all, like, brothers, you know? It seems like you guys are really, like, probably one of them. The cultures feel like, I, it feel like it's everything. Definitely when you yeah. get to, like, those championship teams that wins year yeah. after year. But just talk about, like, the relationships we, that you have with some of these guys on the team. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're a really close team. Um, so where I live at right here is called Rio, um, Rio Complex. And uh, there's we have, like, five houses between the guys' team and the girls' team. And we all live together. And it's pretty close. So we all, like, wake up in the morning and run together. And, um, yeah, my guy, my, like, everyone, I'm cool with everyone on the team. But my guy that on the team is here, right? uh, Jack Shea. Is Jack Shea? Um, he's from New Jersey. Um, he he um, he's the same year as me and came in um, came in the same year as Luis and them. But that's my guy. And all Luis is my guy too. I feel like Luis. But if, if I can give you one one guy that that's my homie, homie is Jack Shea. 
Hey, shout out, shout out Jack Shay. Shout, shout out. out Jack Shay. But then also moving on to that, bro, like you guys are adding someone else new to your family next year. At least one big dude that's one of the best high schoolers that we like one of every scene, bro. Like definitely on that type of level. Like how are you what are your thoughts on Nico Young coming to NAU next year being a lumberjack? Man, I'm excited, man. Like me everybody knows Nico as the fast yeah. kid, as the like, you know, the kid is like the number one kid in this class. But what I'm more of course I'm excited about adding the talent on the squad. But he's just a cool kid, like humble, down to earth. Mm. Like he just fits perfect with here with NAU and what we're trying to do. So I'm just super excited to see, and I know he's gonna do really well because he's a yeah. he's very coachable, very understanding, very like easygoing, and like to, for him to um someone like him to be in his position, you know, it's easy to sometimes lose yourself. But Nico's not like that, and that's what I'm most excited about. Just being teammates with him, just training with him, and. He's, he's, I heard he's, uh, he goes hard in practice, so I'm excited for that. Like, when we add people here, we add con competitors. So, Nico's definitely yeah. a competitor. And plus, Nico, and we have another kid coming in from Arizona. He's an Arizona native. I was, I gotta mention him, Jordan Black. He's also a very, oh, very I've seen him race kid. at Mount Sac this past year. Yeah, he, he smacked. Yeah, underrated. Nobody, people don't really look at him too much, but the kid is fast. He's, he's on like, yeah, for, he's running under 15 for the um, cross-country back there. Wait, they're really about to be dangerous. They're going to have two black kids on the team, Brad. Oh. They're going to be dangerous. <laughs> they're going to be like, they're gonna be like <laughs> us. They're going to be They're going to be dangerous. And they, their dangerous. team is going to be so young. Like, yeah. it's not even fair. Like, for the next four years, they need to be <laughs> dominant. Top yeah. three for sure. Yeah, I'm going to be excited to see what you guys do. Because, well, like, when you speak about Luis, like, bro, I remember... When Luis first went to NAU, I didn't expect him to do as good as he did yep. his freshman year, and he really contributed like a lot to like that yeah. first winning team. And then even on to not the sec was the first first or second winning team, and then like to see how much he did even in the track season. So I'm just excited to see every single year when you guys have new people that feel like those first seasons they can really the sky's the limit for you guys, yeah. and it's gonna be exciting yeah, to watch. Be honest, yeah, I feel like NAU yeah, always a finds those guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's the leadership in us, though, that the older guys we have, um, they make sure they um, teach us what we need to know for the youngsters, you know. Like, coming in, Luis had really great leaders, and they helped them in um, being confident and telling them, yo, believe in yourself because we believe in you. And then Luis made sure to do that with the guys that came in this year, and it just moves on. And you just passing the tradition and making sure you make everybody feel comfortable and you make everybody welcome. And it's NAU, but we're, when you come to NAU, we're not expecting you to give us some crazy your first year. Like, and they use the school that actually lets you chill your first two years. Like, yo, learn yeah. learn how to run in altitude, learn how to um, run at Buffalo Park and be able to work out there and small things like that. And that's, that helps a lot when, like, when you're trying to build something special here. And how do you feel about that? With all, with all the NCAA, with the spring season getting canceled, how do you feel about that extra year of eligibility? Me and Joshua were talking about it. Like, do we think a lot of seniors will even take that up or will there be a lot of like juniors and sophomores and freshmen that you know we're going to see a lot of fifth years in the future just because of that yeah yeah I, um I, I've heard about it I haven't read anything like um that came out yet but I've just heard about it just the talks around um some of the guys and stuff like that um yeah I think it's it's fair because you know people deserve to get their year back um 
something they that that they're not con- uh, in control of. So I think it's fair people should get it back. But then it's also tricky because some people like I don't think they plan to stay another year. So and yeah. then as far as like scholarship and stuff and those stuff goes, like I don't know how that's gonna work. Uh, yeah, but and for as far as for me, I don't know what I'm doing yet. Like I don't yeah. think uh, I don't think I feel like. Um, you never know though, because down the road I might get injured or might something might happen, so I might want a, that extra year. But as now, I haven't thought too much about it, so don't know what I'm gonna do yet. With mm. it. Yeah, I don't blame you at all. Everything right now is certainly super uncertain, and we don't know what's really gonna go down. I don't really know what I'm gonna eat tomorrow, to be honest. I don't know what I'm eating for dinner, so like it's really just crazy. But I think with that, bro, like we're gonna start giving you like a little bit like close out like questions. It really just finished off this great like podcast like strong bro like thanks for coming on but one thing i was really knowing like we know you go to nau bro you guys have dynasties for a year like what's your like ultimate top five or you can do ultimate top seven of nau guys i'm talking about Ooh, all the way back like if you want to put diego in there put some in there who, who you putting in your ultimate top five or top seven damn or caleb potts <laughs> you want to put caleb man. potts like- in there you know, you got a lot of people mad at me after this, man. This is hard. <laughs> if I had to, if I had to do my top set. I, I, I gotta go off like finishes, like cross country finishes, um, because I know Lopez finished second. I know Baxter finished second, so that's gonna be my one two. Peter finished All third, right. so Peter is gonna be my third. Um, Diego definitely, and then. Wait, so you said Baxter, Lamont. Oh, Footsome too, yeah. Footsome, I forgot about Footsome. That's a crazy five right there. That's a dog. Who has a bet? Yeah, imagine like Lopez, Footsome, Baxter, Day, and um, who did I say? Day and um. Diego. Did you say Diego? Oh, Diego. Oh, I got David yeah. uh, McNeil too. David McNeil. David McNeil. I forgot David McNeil. And then. I, I put Peter in there, bro. Peter got eighth at 2017. Peter, nice. That's true. That came That's true. No one was expecting that. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. crazy. I was like, that wait, was doesn't Peter run the 800? And <laughs> he got eighth. Yeah. Was, Dang, bro. Nah, that's my boy, bro. I missed that dude. Yeah, I, I definitely put him in for his eighth place finish. And he be, I, I, I met him, I met him a couple times. He be talking smack too, so I know he be on your head. I'm in there. <laughs> yeah, that top seven, that's that's a that's a killer top seven. I don't, I don't know if a lot of colleges can even compete with that. But also, you know, just closing out, what are you, what are you listening to? What kind of, who are your top five like top five artists right now? Yeah, if you want to do right now or all time, whatever, whichever one. Um, yeah, it's, it's basically right now and all time probably be the same. But I listen to a lot of little baby, little baby, uh-huh. little baby, a lot of Gunna, a lot of uh, Rowdy uh-huh. Rich, um, little Dirk. Like that Atlanta sound, huh? You like the Atlanta sound, Rowdy Rich and all that. Yeah, the Atlanta sound, that drill music. I just like that. Yeah, it's good music, especially Rowdy Rich, bro. He got that. He got that um, Anti-social, that album go hard. And Lil, uh, every song is a, is a banger. Yeah, Lil Baby and Gunna, they just like, they just, they, it's good music, it's party music, but it gets me going. And then Lil yeah. Dirk, definitely up there. And then Young Thug, yeah, that's my top five. Okay, I, I can mess with that. I mess with that. Look at all slap. What about, what about Drake? What, what you think about Drake, bro? You got this tussy slide coming Put the around. Right foot up, left foot yeah, slide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's all it's right corny. Yeah, that's Hey, but it, it does slap though. It was I heard it on the radio to say. But what else what else we, I haven't even heard it. Yeah, that's his new single. I heard it on the it's, radio. It's alright. It's alright. It's alright. It's gonna be all like over it, Instagram though. though. I know, bro. Yeah, you, you got to like Drake. If you, if you don't like Drake, you probably hate him. You probably just a hater, to be honest. Just like if you don't like LeBron, bro. Drake is cool, bro. I fuck with Drake. Actually, I yeah, no. <laughs> you good, you good, you good. So then, last thing. Um, what what mark do you want to leave on the sport of running? Yeah, anything. Well, I just, I just, I just want to be the best that I possibly can. Um, just want to leave... Um, motivation inspiration to the younger generation like people to come up to to inspire them and motivate them to to go harder and to definitely do the best as i can you know i want to see how far i can go how hard i can work and see what happens but definitely inspire the next generation is the biggest thing i want to do before i leave the sport all right bro thanks thanks bro i, I love that answer that was, that was a great answer, to be honest. And I think I'm going to apply that to what I want to leave on this mark, too. That's what I want to leave on track and field as well. Be honest, inspire people. I think that's great. Right now. You guys are doing it right hey. now. Running report. Appreciate it. Man, appreciate that love appreciate right it, there, bro. For real. And I think you're definitely, you're. I think this dude's on the bigger bigger and better things. For sure. I'm pretty sure we come back two years from now and we'll be all like, NCAA champion. VR, you got to start in the running report first hey. interview. Come on, bro. I'll put it, I, I can see it. I can see it. I can okay. see it, bro. But thanks for coming on, bro. Really do appreciate you coming on. Like, you're part of the running report family now. Anytime you want to get something off your chest, just tell something. You want to call someone out or something like that and just look us up. We got your interview. Okay. For sure. Thank you guys so. for having me, man. This is dope. I definitely, I'll definitely come up in the future again. And if I got beef, I know the outlet to talk to. Oh, <laughs> we got you, we got you, and we got your back too. We ain't gonna let nobody mess with him, bro. You gotta mess, you gotta come through us first. You gotta come through the two black runners first. You can try to mess with Uncle Homie. They don't want, hey, they, they don't, don't want that smoke. Yeah, they, they don't want that smoke. Nobody wants that smoke. So, yeah, see y'all next time, bro. Thanks for coming on.